The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome everybody to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly Passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're here with you every single Wednesday and Friday night at 6 p.m. Tonight we got a really great and interesting show on the topic of uh, uh, purpose and sin. And uh, when you think about sin, you think about messing up. We always think about, you know, does does it really affect my life the way it it, it is portrayed? Uh, Does sin keep you out of heaven? Um, if I'm in sin, does God hate me? We have all these different questions, and we're going to kind of touch on a lot of these topics today. I believe that we need to do a better job of teaching sin so you have a better perception because we know that perception really kind of, really shapes the way you view things and look at things. And so again, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. I want you to check out our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. You could check out some of our services on demand. You can listen to our podcasts. You can hear some amazing stories about how people's lives are being changed, marriages are being saved, relationships, father, son, mother, daughter, and vice versa. Uh, We just got just amazing people at the Sound of Heaven Church with some really powerful stories. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. And we want you to join the conversation. The call in number is 631-451-1039. That's 631-451-1039. If I say something that triggers a thought and you want to share, we'd love to have you be a part of the conversation in the show today. Joined by my co-host, Jason Koch Ambrosio. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? How you feeling? You feeling good? Feeling I'm strong? Feeling good, feeling strong. Ready to get going. All right. Always uh, always a good thing. So today we're going to be talking about sin, Jay. We're going to be talking about identity. We're going to be talking about purpose. And just like we did with the church, which we got some really positive and amazing reviews on the church segment, I want to break down sin this way too, sure. because when people think about sin and struggle, right? Do you sin? And, you know, God doesn't bless you because you're in sin, right? right. And the, f- the bottom line is that we're all in sin every day of our life. But what is the differences of these sins? So I want to kind of paint that story. So okay. uh, and I know you got a great Did You Know coming up too, right? Yep, coming up. All right. We Second got a, segment. We got an awesome Did You Know on the way. All right. So I'm going to start reading out of Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. Let's begin. I wish we had a story time with Papa Smurf, like uh, almost like, uh, you know, when it fades into like the heavenlies. The... Papa Smurf had a beard, right? Yes, he did. Oh. And uh, you said, we're going to have a bet on this show where if you lose, 
you're going to have to massage that beard oil into me and Michael's beard. You know, that, I know it, the listening audience. Me, you, you say it as oh, if you are it. so excited about I am thrilled. Listen, there's nothing more that I like than a good beard rub, okay? Oh, and and uh, and Mike, too. Mike's on the fa- Mike, uh, he, he pretends that he's disgusted with this, but he just continues to grow he's it out. He's disgusted with it. So, Mike, Mike is a moral and decent man. <laughs> I believe that. I do. And that's why us men, we should be comfortable in our skin to be able to rub each other's beards and, and act yeah. like men. <laughs> you two have at it. Uh, and act like and listen, act like men. All right, I just think that's what we need to do. And and uh, Dave, I think you should grow one out too. So you could join the trying party, to gain right? more followers. Here. <laughs> all right, let's get into Genesis chapter three verse five before we make the listening audience vomit tonight. So um, Genesis three five. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, the fruit, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This is the first time that a lie from the serpent in the garden was ever released. And again, the interesting part that he's saying here: For God knows. Remember, God plants the Garden of Eden. He tells them, don't eat from this fruit. Don't eat from the fruit of this tree. And the serpent comes and lies. And he's like, why don't you have some? And Adam and Eve's like, no, no, no. God told us not to do it. And then this is the serpent, the devil's response. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. The serpent lies to Eve uh, here, uh, uh, telling her that if she eats of the fruit, her eyes will be open. You'll be like God. The reason why this was a lie was because they already were like God. Right. And already he planted a seed of doubt and created a space where Adam and Eve thought, hmm, maybe I need more than what I already have to accomplish what God needs and purposes me to accomplish. So that's a pretty big lie. The trick used here was first confusion because why would God make them missing an important element and why would God hide this from me? Then it was to try and convince them that they needed something more than they already had. So when when you bring this out, no, no, God, the only reason why God doesn't want you to have that is because you're going to become like him. He's going to be jealous. And all the way, that's confusion, right? Then again, it creates that space to go, now I need more. And I feel like a lot of us get into that point, right? Where where it's like, oh, if uh, you know, if I only had enough money, this. If I only, if, if my wife only loved me like this, then. If 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 I, I had enough time, then. If I had enough this, then. There's always an excuse of why we shouldn't be doing the things that we should be doing right off the bat, and it's really the oldest trick in the book. It's the oldest lie that's told uh, in the scriptures here. Um, and the second that you think you need more or something external to complete anything that God has for you, actually separates you from your identity. Then uh, that you then need Jesus to mend it back together. And that's what we call sin. Sin is a separation from God. It's actually defined as error, which we're going to get into a little bit later on what sin is. But I want to kind of create this. The, the, I want to kind of create this, this perfect here. There is already fruit that if you eat it, manifest it, consume it, you will be like God. There's fruit already there. If you take it, you will begin to move and talk uh, and act like God. But here's a, an interesting point. Sometimes beauty is hidden. When something is hidden, it doesn't mean it's not there. It just, it just means it needs to be discovered. Right. You know, sometimes we always think about things like, man, I don't know if I have this or I don't know if I have that. And all of a sudden, a new boldness comes over us and we find out that we have gifts or find out that we have knowledge that we never knew we had. We find out that we have an unction or something that we never knew we had. And, you know, when God had created Adam and Eve in the garden, it talks about him creating this perfect place. There was more than enough of everything. And, uh, and, and God walked with them in the cool of the day. That, that's the relationship that God had with his creation. And then this lie happened and then, and then 
then uh, they ate of the fruit, and now all of a sudden their eyes are open with knowledge that they were naked, that they were shamed, and all of a sudden they were conscious of this sin-like nature that they then used to separate themselves from God. And if they just knew their identity from the start, they would have never uh, they would have never believed that they needed more. You know, the interesting part of that story is God's words got twisted, not a tremendous amount, but just a little bit. It was yeah. a small misunderstanding, and that misunderstanding became a place where a lie could get into, and it really set the course for everything that happened after that. Absolutely. So my question is for you, what beauty resides inside of you that needs to be discovered? And a lot of us cover that with hurt, fear, condemnation, bitterness, rejection, and you know, we, we could have had a rough childhood, uh, you know, and, and, and went a million different ways, could be abuse, could be uh, it's a million different things. It caused you to react in a million different ways. But all that dirt that was thrown on you was covering up something beautiful. And listen, the only way to see a seed grow is to throw it in the ground and put some dirt on it. And the very dirt that was kicked on top of you and, meant to, and, and was supposed to cover you is the very thing that's going to cause you to grow and become something beautiful. And so my question is, what beauty resides inside of you that needs to be discovered? So understand this. We are one with God. God lives inside of us. The enemy of our life wants to separate us from our one true nature in God, which is oneness with God. Have you ever woke up uh, one day just not feeling like yourself? Or even like for me, it was like years later, I, I remember go- dealing with things like anxiety and panic and paranoia that I was like, my, I remember looking myself in the mirror and seeing people deal with it in my life and kind of like, wow, I, like I never got it, right? I'm like, why, why do they think like that? Like, how do they let this get this way? Until I decided, until I all of a sudden started dealing with it. And then I remember looking at myself in the mirror and go, how did I get here? Like, what did I allow into my life that, that, that separated me, you know, from the way that I always been, right? And so those things really uh, 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 bothered me. But the reason for this is sin, right? This separation. But I think that the, the definition of sin uh, isn't really what you think it is. It's not really what you necessarily believe it to be. And so we're really going to break this down. I, I think it's going to shift your mindset on, on God, on sin, on heaven, on hell, you know, because like, is God really going to send me? For, for this or for that, and we'll get into some of those thises and that's. But I want to redefine sin for you tonight, and I believe it's really going to inspire you. And I'm going to read Isaiah 59.2 now, and we're going to get back to this a little bit later. But here's what Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, prophesying to a backslidden, rebellious Jewish people who wouldn't get right with God, says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. But the good news is that that was an answer that took that separation and removed it and bridged the gap and took God's face that was once hidden. It's now right in front of your face. You're face to face. And I'm excited to dive into this. Guys, thanks so much for listening tonight and spending a couple uh, 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 minutes with us on Sound of Heaven Radio. We're here with you every single Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Check out our website at soh.church. We're going to break right now and come back with our Did You Know segment. I know Jason's got something really powerfully lined up for you. Uh, and I know it has something to do with the beard oil, right? Do with the beard oil. Nothing, Nothing to do? Not a single thing. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to see what it is. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. We're here with you every single Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Check out our website at SOH.church. That's SOH.church. Tonight, we're talking to you about sin and identity. In the previous spot, we went over kind of the creation of God, his original intent of creating you, creating uh, uh, um, Adam and Eve in the garden, being one with them, walking with them, living with them, uh, and then how sin separated. Sin, it was really a separation. It was an error that caused this separation that now God is kind of bridging that gap back, and we're going to dive back into that uh, in a little bit here, but I know that Jason is super pop. I saw Jason doing cartwheels and, and jumping jacks outside because he was just jacked up about his Did You Know Tonight, right? So you admit that I could do cartwheels and and that I, I, I can actually do things that are athletic. Well, because I, you told everybody that I could only do 10 push-ups. And, yeah, and you did three and a half push-ups out there, and your cart was more like rolls on the floor <laughs> sideways, you know, but... More you, like a flop. But <laughs> when you came up and I did some cartwheels, I just went with it. I'm a nice guy tonight. Right. What am well, I, well, I appreciate so that. You Thank got you very it. much. It, it kind of looked like a pizza dough roller rolling over uh, the dough. <laughs> but if you want to call the cartwheel, call the cartwheel. Hey, the, hey, listen, I, I identify as somebody that can do a cartwheel. Okay, all right. Well, I'm glad you identify as a cartwheeler. Um, <laughs> So maybe they'll make an exemption for. All right, can we can we introduce you? Did you know? Can we can we get, ladies and gentlemen, tonight? Did you know with Jason Koch D Ambrosio? And I bet you didn't know either. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by Design Me Marketing. Listen, it's 2021. If you have a business, you've got to be at the top of the search engines. Give Design Me a call. They build beautiful websites, but more importantly, they get you to the forefront of searches. Every day, people are searching for what you have to offer. Are you on the top of the search engines or not? If you're not, call Design Me Marketing, 631-292-7770. That's 631-292-7770. Or visit them at www.design me marketing.com so you know one thing that i always get when i'm talking to people about god that they can't grasp is the difference between the old testament god mm-hmm. and the new testament god Do you have, there's you two no <laughs> there's only one god but the way god dealt with people in the old testament was different because the covenants were different right and the story that always comes up is if god is a god of love and we always say that right yes why did he order that every canaanite be killed right Right, And for so many skeptics, that is a big focal point. If you know anything about the Canaanites, they were the people that lived in the lands that the Jew- that the Israelites were trying to get into, the right. promised land, right? right? They were standing between them. So God, at some point in the Old Testament, basically says, utterly destroy them. What? He says, utterly destroy them. And I, I have, I'll give you an example. My uncle, Uncle Ronnie, great guy, really, really smart guy. Okay. In his retirement, he started... Uh, you know, researching the the Bible, and and that was a big sticking point for him. He says, "Why? Why is this?" So I want to go through this uh, really quick. Please first, do. Yeah. First, let's look at the Canaanite culture, okay? That and what was taking place. The Canaanites they were known for all sorts of terrible sins, right? Okay. They would actually sacrifice their children to a false god called Malak. They would take their children and this big statue, and they would put them on the fire, and they would they would uh, actually. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they would sacrifice their children. Now. I will say this. If you go back to the time of Abraham, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about the time of Moses now, the time of Abraham. 
God says that their sins have not hit a certain point. Okay. By the time they get to the Israelites, it's 400 years. Right. Okay? So here's what I'll say. For everybody out there that says, uh, you know, there's evil in the world. Why doesn't God do something about it? Well, God actually did something about it. Here. <laughs> okay. Actually, uh, Plutarch said that they would actually uh, have the parents stand to the side, and and they would beat the drums so that... With the, the screams, I know you're all like, oh, this is great, listen to this on the way home, but they would, act, <laughs> they would actually beat the drums so nobody would hear that. So you could say that their sin wow. had gotten to a certain point. We're talking about sin today. But I want to give you a different angle on this. Okay. Okay? Have you ever heard of something called hyperbolic language? Uh, I kind of, uh, yes, I have heard. Uh, yes, right? I, I've heard of it. In ancient culture... Right in ancient culture, it was actually you. uh, We use it today, right? Right. So, so people have a hard time figuring out figuring out what is literal and what is figurative language. Like if I said your beard is like a dirty piece of broom, right? (laughs) That's literal. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's figurative, right? I'm I'm sorry. I know I went there. So it's interesting because right after God says to utterly destroy them in uh, in Deuteronomy, the next line says, "Don't give your sons and daughters to them." Don't intermarry with them, right? Don't intermarry with them. So if it was meant to be literal, why would we? Why would they be intermarrying with them afterwards? Right. Hyperbo- so they, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be utterly destroyed. Exactly. To give you a better example than your beard, right. okay? I'll give you the Jets. I'm going to throw you under the bus again. Any point in time, you could say the Jets got annihilated this week. Right. Did somebody come in and just like, kill everybody on the team, destroy no. that team? Well, no. Depending on how you look at it. <laughs> no, I mean, not literally, right, but correct. it's the way that we use the language. Gotcha. So when okay. you understand Norris language back then, because you see a couple chapters later, the Canaanites are actually reading the scriptures with them when finally the Israelites conquer the land. Gotcha. So what I would position is, is that, listen... God had to have his people take that area so that they can get to the promised land, mm-hmm. but words like utterly destroyed and, and demolish and kill, yeah, some people were killed, but it's not to the degree that people gotcha. think. Gotcha. Right? Interesting. Yeah. So, Fa- go ahead. No, I was going to say pretty pretty fascinating, not the beard part, but um, very fascinating uh, that God would use... Why do you think God would use that type of language and just not be clear? Well, I guess I'm answering my own question here because I would say, why wouldn't God be more clear so people would never confuse this? And I'm pretty sure he was clear to them, just not clear to us in 2021 in the United States of America when he's talking to a bunch of people thousands of years ago. Right. Well, you have to also understand that God is speaking through people in their culture as well. So, right. So, you know, when they are putting it... When they're talking about... How, what they did, they're talking they utterly destroyed. I mean, again, you could think of, of you know, figure of speeches that you use every single day. And we even use in our, like I said, in our culture. And that is the case here uh, as now, well. Now, what were they doing that was so bad where God would even make such a statement, uh, the, the Canaanites? No, the the Canaanites? Yeah. Well, I gave you one example. They're, they're sacrificing their children. Um, there was uh, idolatry. And you got to remember, too, is that everywhere Israel went, one of their biggest things that they that they did was they started to adopt the cultures and start to worship the gods. We right. see that in the— in All the, throughout the Old Testament. Exactly. Yeah. You know, things get tough. Uh, you know, let, let's build a golden calf. That's right. exactly what Aaron did, right? right? And we do that sometimes, too, right? We, you know, we get into a situation where, you know, we're on fire for God or maybe—, maybe 
wow, we went to church three weeks in a row. Then all of a sudden either we get distracted or we get frustrated and we start to turn ourselves uh, you know, towards something else that's more of an instant gratification for us. Right. It's kind of like building a golden calf in our life. I'll show you a golden calf for those on Facebook Live. Oh, my goodness. Here's a golden He's calf. He's got his right. leg up for everybody at home. He's got his leg up on the table. There's a golden calf here. Okay. You're out of control today. Listen, I'm out of control every single day, but that's what makes me me, all right? But uh, you know, these are all fascinating points because, again, with the language uh, and understand, it's, understanding the Word of God is is uh, it's vital because it really changes your perception on these things. And when you're taught wrong or you have a misconception of something, it could really mess up your view on God in general. Right? People read Revelation and they think that you know when they say that the, the dragon came out of the water, that is apocalyptic language. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to have a Godzilla situation at some point where right. you have a right. giant reptile coming out of the sea. You got, and that's where getting into a good Bible believing church, you know, you know, studying the Word for yourself and trying to read. Maybe one day we do a show completely on how to read the Bible in context because that is so important. I, that, that, that is a good one. Teach people live on air how to read the Word of God. I think that would be that would be really good. And I know a good church that you could go to. You could check out the Sound of Heaven Church oh, yeah, located church. in Deer Park, New York. I am the pastor of that church. You I are. just happen to be. Uh, you are also a pastor of that church. Yes, I and, am. And so... We got a good thing going on over there. And you can check out our website at soh.church, soh. I just got done with a four-part series on deliverance, on being set free, how to overcome your your bondages and struggles in a 2021 culture that I think you'll really enjoy. It's right on the homepage of our website, soh.church. But uh, we're going to take a quick little break and come back, and we're going to dive more into this topic on sin. I'm excited to teach on sin tonight because, like I said before, the teaching on sin is going to change your life of how you view sin, and it's going to empower you to overcome the struggles that you have in your everyday life. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. We're here with you every single Wednesday and Friday night at 6 p.m. Make sure you set your phones, your alarms, bookmark this. If you need my face to pop up every time the alarm goes off, just shoot us a message on the Sound of Heaven site. I'll be sure to do that. But stay tuned. We'll be right back with Sound of Heaven Radio. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience, lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live. And tonight we're talking about why we mess up every single day, especially you. 
Why you're just a nothing but a mess up and why we all fall short, why we all stumble. How's that for encouragement from a Christian radio show? That's all right. Well, God loves me anyway. That's, that's good. Such a Christian with that answer. My God. <laughs> We're with you every single Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pass to the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Check out our website at soh.church. That's S-O-H, Sound of Heaven, S-O-H dot church. If you want to join in on the conversation tonight, the number is 631 631- 4511039631451039 we're talking about sin we're talking about what is it we're talking about is it bad is it good is it fun is it boring what do you think i think it can be all of the above <laughs> it's all the it. above right it is all of it's the what above you make it it's what <laughs> oh my god all right isaiah let's just go to isaiah before we get in trouble all right isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 isaiah is a prophet of the old testament uh, Israel's making a whole bunch of mistakes like me and you do every single day of our life. Israel's messing up. They're backsliding. They're worshiping false gods. They're doing a whole bunch of bad things. God's sending prophets to them to try to realign them, and uh, they just continue not to listen. Or they'll get better for a little bit and then continue to go right back. Again, sounds very much like like us trying, pretty to, familiar. Try, yeah, trying to get through. And so Isaiah releases this word in chapter 59, verse 2. He says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. And so we have this sin showing this separation where God no longer hears his people. And we see the iniquity itself becoming the separator of us and God. And I do want to highlight that's a big difference between the Old Testament and New Testament Christian or follower of God. Is that the Old Testament was a very separated relationship. God's, God's all far away, long ago and far away in a distant planet is God, right? And in New Testament Christianity, God lives inside of us. And that's a really big difference. It's a big covenant change right there. Huge difference. But we love to return to that Old Testament God sometimes, don't we? Yeah, listen, we pray like God's not a part of us. We worship like God's not a part. Think about how we pray. We pray like it's a Dear Abby letter, right? Dear God. I messed up today, right? Like as if we're writing this like email. You hope he gets it, yeah. So, and and we look at it like he's so far away, but how would our our lives be different if we really believe God is inside of us, with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week? If we truly understood that, I think we'd look at God a little bit different. But let's break down two of these words here. Uh, Iniquities and sin, all right? The first iniquity, uh, which just means perverse, and perverse is defined as showing a deliberate or obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or unacceptable often in spite of the consequences. So the word perverse is that we are going to act in such a way that is so ridiculous and we don't even care about the consequences. So to sum that up is my life between 16 and 21, I would say. Pretty much. Right? So there is a perverse lifestyle if we had to define it based off of that. Now, let's look at sin, okay? Now, here's an interesting word with with the term sin. Many of us are taught this like, you know, well, you're in sin and this is why God doesn't love you. Or you're in sin and this is why you're not going to heaven. Or you're in sin and, and, and you need to break this sin off your life. And we paint this picture that this is darkness, this dark cloud that hangs over us. So this darkness that comes over us and literally binds our hands together where we have no power over this sin over our life. And that is a lie and that is not true. The word sin is the Hebrew word hamartia or hamatia, okay? And it means missing the mark, guilty to fail ethically. 
it really hones down on this word missing the mark. And missing so the mark. here's what I want to paint this picture for, for you listening. I want you to, to, to follow me here. This is story time, like I said, with Papa Smurf. Picture a bullseye, picture an archer, picture Robin Hood, men in tight, I mean, or Prince of Thieves, whatever one you want, right? And you picture the bow coming out and you pull and you try to hit the bullseye and you miss, okay? And it goes out there. Now, what do you do? You go again. You try again. You pull the arrow out, you pull it back, and you shoot, boom, and you miss. And then you pull the arrow out, and you shoot, and boom, now you hit it. Okay. The first two things you did when you missed is what the Bible would call sin. Are there consequences for that? When you missed it, did you break down in tears and go on the ground and kick and scream that everybody watching hates you? Maybe. Possibly. But you shouldn't, right? Especially if you have more arrows to shoot. You just go again, right? Yeah, but that's. I feel like that's simple for you to say. What do you mean? Well, listen, you, in full transparency to our audience, you know I agree with what you're saying here, right? right? You come to the point where... Oh, I don't listen, know if you agree. No, you know what. I don't know we've, what you, we've been around each know. other long enough. Listen, I don't know what you're like, we, have a, a we have a question here. I want to ask you a question. Sure. All right, ready. So this is from uh, Celeste, uh, avid listener. So I know I was always taught that sin is sin, little sin, big sin, no big deal. If someone is sin, is, someone's sin is more publicly open and no repentance, are they held more accountable? Well, yeah, so it, it's, it takes it off the sin aspect, though, right? So all sin is equal in the eyes of God, right? There is no, there is no measuring stick of sin where, oh, you doubt, that's a little sin, and you steal, and that's a little bit bigger sin, so you lose and you win, you know? So God loves you more. We do that, right, as a people, because we hate the sins that make us feel uncomfortable. Like the big, the big one in Christianity, right, the, is the homosexual community, right? Uh, the Bible talks about, um, and, and Christians just like to use these these anti uh, uh, gay scriptures as a weapon to just beat somebody senseless, and it's absolute insanity uh, to use scripture to do anything but love, boast up, uh, it's it's insane. But I digress. We'll get to that in a second over here. Um, but now. The Bible also says to whom much is given, much is required. And the more public that you are, the more the more people that you influence, the more that you will be held accountable. So it goes beyond just the sin aspect of it, right? It goes to your now, uh, you're responsible because not only are you sinning and just messing yourself up, but you're also sinning and taking 50 other people and driving them down a bad road as well too. Right. It's safe to say that every mistake that gets made has repercussions. There Absolutely. Are, there are, <laughs> and some mistakes and some sins uh, on the surface have more, re- have harsher repercussions than, than others. But to your point, God, sin is sin to God. Absolutely. But that is so hard for us to imagine. I remember I was preaching at a church, big Messianic Jewish population in that church, and I remember saying, how many of you believe that God's grace abounds, and everybody, you know, hands up, uh, how many of you, you know, hope that everybody is in heaven right now, and, and, you know, and everybody's hands up. I said, all right, how many of you will pray with me that before Hitler died, he accepted Christ, and he's in God's glory now, and oh my God, the room just almost collapsed on itself. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a big topic. That's a hard thing to swallow. It's know, hard to swallow. It's it really absolutely is. hard to swallow because of all the evil that he did but here's the thing no matter what you you may sin and make a mistake and god can forgive you but just because you're forgiven does not mean there are also no consequences on earth for those things either right so you can make mistakes 
and God can forgive you, love you, and God will help you work around and navigate through your mistakes, no matter how big or small they are. But there are consequences to everything we do, good and bad. That's just life in general, right? And we all are going to make mistakes, and we're all going to reap the consequences of those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. So back to back to the sin over here. So missing the mark. You miss the mark. That's sin. It li- that's all it means. It literally means miss the mark. Here's here's a a metaphorical. Uh, um, Definition that says no no share uh, forfeit because of not hitting the target. So sin is you lose the competition. You lose the archery competition, uh, and now somebody else gets the prize that you were supposed to have because you missed the mark. Now, you can compete again and win again. You can do all these different types of things uh, to get there again. I could I could describe this also in, in jiu-jitsu form. Yeah, I got yoked up yesterday. I got yoked up today. You, uh, you have some fresh bruises on uh, you right I, now. I feel like I got hit by a truck. And you then, look like you got hit yeah, by I a know. truck. Listen, I get told that every day in my life, okay? And then it got backed up over me and run through again. So I need to take some time, but I'm going to take some rest. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to try again. I have good days. I have bad days. And just to translate over in life, you'll have good days and bad days. You can have good days at work and bad days at work. You can have good days at the gym, bad days at the gym. You can have good days with your kids and bad. I mean, this is not, this shouldn't be groundbreaking news to anybody listening here today, right? And you will have days where you are able to control all of your 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 quote unquote sins where you miss the mark, your chains. And then you're gonna also have other days where for whatever reason you're weak and, and you give into temptation and you make mistakes. No human being is outside of that, right? That makes sense? Right. All right. So um and so sin doesn't cause you uh, uh to have God hate you. He's the one telling you try again. Because when you hit the mark, you get the reward. You you hit the mark, you you get what was promised, right? It's a self-originated, self-empowered word, which means you can make the decision uh, to do to 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 change the course of your life anytime you want to. And the definition out of a 2017 um, a, a Jewish uh, dictionary states this uh, for sin: a fatal flaw leading to the downfall of a tragic hero. And I thought that was an interesting definition of sin because you're the hero. And God wants you to win. God wants you to have that ending where you get the girl, you get the prize, you get the money, you get the job, whatever that you know, you know the whole the whole thing at the end of every movie. God wants that for your life, right? But it's gonna cause you, it, it's gonna have to get bad enough and hurt bad enough where it causes you to rise up and continue to push forward no matter what you feel. And so I want to make these statements that may seem a little controversial, but I want to make them. Okay, sin does not cause someone to, and I'm putting air quotes up, go to hell. Sin does not cause somebody to go to hell. Living a life without Christ causes one not to get to heaven. That's the better term uh, of that, uh, of the definition of that. Doesn't that go back to what we talk about a lot, the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant? Yes, absolutely. Right? Because even in the in the dictionary, right, a fatal flaw. If you look in the old covenant, sin, the and, and even in Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's the New Covenant, New Testament promise. But as I, I, I laugh, and, and it's sad because a lot of people use the Bible as hate speech. Right. They use the Bible to beat people up. That's where up. Bible thumper came from. Right. It's and it's a it's a uh, it's really disgusting because they're like you know how could this how could you possibly say well this person could go to heaven listen there's not a person that goes to heaven that's not a sinner I love the story where where Jesus. And, and Mary are there, and they're about to stone her for adultery. And what did Jesus say? 
he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yep. And what did they do? They dro- all, all drop their they stones. They drop their stones. Yep. And it's it's really true. So if that's the case and that's what Jesus taught and it's the truth of the matter, right? We know that where sin abounds, right? Where we make a lot of mistakes, God's grace, his forgiveness, his love abounds even more. So why do we use the Bible? And this is our human tendency, right? We like that control. We like that power. We like to just, and and it's like our way or no way. That's our carnality, our flesh. We want things done in the way that's most comfortable to us. We don't like things that are uncomfy to us. And that's why you see some sects of Christianity kind of branch off into uh, uh, kind of the things they like. That's why we have, unfortunately, they say uh, Sunday morning church is the most segregated hours of all the world because people like comfortability. They like their own cultures. They like their own thoughts. They like their own. You'll see churches all kind of rally together, right? You have black churches, white churches, Asian churches, Spanish churches. Uh, you have all these different segments of, of uh, denominations. You'll have Baptist. You'll have Pentecostal. You'll have Catholic. You'll have Lutheran. You'll have you'll have all these different types. And all of it's like, oh, I like this style better. I don't like those crazy born-again singing and screaming. And I'm like, oh, that's too flat and boring because that's what we like. That's what we're used to. That's what we're coming with. Then you'll have the political aspect to it, right? I'll t- go to this church because they are a heavy Republican church, or this is a heavy Democratic church. People are like rolling their eyes. What's a Democratic church, right? Right? And they have a demo, and they kind of seem to go. This is a young church. This is an old church. This this is more traditional. This is more contemporary. And we all like kind of, and we have to fight that because that's not kingdom. That's not what God wants. We're called to be in the world, not of it. But we're called to be in it to impact because everybody's got something that we need to learn from, right? We need to listen to the younger people to get their perspective on things because they deal with things quite frankly, that we've never dealt with before. That's true. Especially in the age of social media. People have never dealt with the struggles that we deal. People never deal with a Facebook anxiety when people don't like their posts when I was in high school. No, that's that's for sure. And so there's more there's more uh, attention to these things that can really be a, a big struggle for people going on in their life. And so uh, I want to read uh, Let me uh, uh, this uh, verse on sin too. Sin affects and interrupts our favor and blessing and flow here on earth and has nothing to do with where you go when you die. Nothing. Nothing. You know what it does? Jesus. Jesus. And you ask people all the time, what do you think it takes to go to heaven? The Jesus. answer well, well, I know what you I, Jesus. I know what hey, you Zeus, say. Jesus, good man. What, the answer I get more times than not, if you're good, you go. If you don't, you don't. Well, how good is good enough? That's that's the million dollar question. Right. If it's about how good you are. You have to think about it. How good is good enough? Is God up there with some sort of abacus or bean counter? And uh, when you get to the end, uh, it was that one cupcake you stole when you were 10 years old that put you over the limit. That's really going to stink. But uh, but fortunately and unfortunately, God doesn't give us what, he d- what we deserve. God's grace covers all of our yeah, sins. Yeah, we don't want a fair God. No, no, no we no, don't. Because no. if we get what we deserve, it says it right here. The wages of sin is death. Right. So now back to the... Back to the, uh, the, the, the the bow and arrow analogy, right? When you're shooting at a target, you miss. Because you miss and somebody else hit it, that separated you from the gift or prize that you were supposed to get, right? So you have to wait till next time to try to shoot and hit it again. There's a separation there. But God knows that every single one of us make mistakes. God knows that we stumble. And so when you make mistakes, don't look at it as, oh, God is so disappointed, as if he didn't expect you to be in error at times. 
Right. Well, there's so much that comes with sin, right? There's there's shame. There's there's frustration. Uh, rebellion. I, there's rebellion. Exactly. So, I mean, what would you say to somebody right now who's thinking about the things that they did in their past, and they say, "Oh, yeah, right. Sin is just it's just missing the mark. It's so much more than that. Look at what it did to my life. My life can never be back where it is." What would you say to somebody like that? I'd say, "Toughen up, cupcake. Stand." No, no. Seriously, what I would say would be, "Get up." Get up, brush it off, and let's go. See, your past doesn't dictate your future. Your past mistakes don't dictate. What you did an hour ago doesn't dictate what you'll do in an hour from now, right? And so that's the freshness of God. That's the beauty of God. Just get up, dust yourself off, and keep on going, and God is your biggest cheerleader. God's not up there with the ruler every time you mess up trying to continue to beat you down so you can't move anymore. God's a good God. God's a good father. God's not a bad one. And unfortunately, when we have bad relationships with our dad, we try to we have a tendency to bring that over on our relationship with God. I have some verses here to, again, prove this point. Romans 3, 23. For all, of, uh, for all have sinned, every one of us, and fallen short of the glory of God. Here's James 4, 17 and 20. Uh, Therefore, to, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him, it is a sin. If you know the right thing and don't do it, you miss the mark. That's sin. Shows that missing the mark thing. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the sins of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I have forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things, think of that word practice, will not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not heaven. Right. That's a lot of yeah. people don't realize yeah, that. Yeah, the kingdom of God is not heaven, right? Kingdom of God is the peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, blessing, favor, no tear, all that stuff. That's what the kingdom of God makes up here, which Luke 17 talks about is already in the midst of us. So when we miss the mark and when we sin, it robs us of our peace, of our joy, of our long-suffering, our patience, our kindness, our gentleness, our blessings, our favor. That's what sin does. It has nothing to do with where you go when you die. Jesus is the only thing that has to do with that. How many people out there you think uh, right now they feel like they are already disqualified and, and give up? Oh, I would say 70% of, of you listening sitting there going like, I, I'm, a, I'm a lost cause. Yeah, but that is not the case in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. Not, not at all. See, when we say when you call out on the name of Christ and you accept him into your heart, what that does is, is it, it, brings, it signs the contract. It's like picture you signing an agreement. You're signing the lease. You're signing over your mortgage. You're signing the, your house, right? And you're signing the contract and that locks you into an agreement. When you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. When you just start making those declarations in your life, that takes that separation and now you have a bridge. It bridges the gap of all these things. Peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, blessings, favor. And where sin separates you, Jesus reunites you. Jesus reconnects you to the oneness of God. And that's what I would encourage every single one of you listening out there to do today. And even if you don't believe what I'm saying, what what do you have to lose? If you're suffering tonight, if you're dealing with this struggle tonight, if you're dealing with worry and fear, if you have the stress of jobs or financial burdens or health and sickness uh, things that, that have been bad diagnosis from the doctors that have been released over you, I'm telling you that Jesus can set you free. I'm telling you that Jesus can heal you. He's healed me. He's healed Jason. He's set me free. He's opened doors that I can't even imagine with my life. I've watched miracles take place that if I told you, you wouldn't even believe me. But what else do you have to lose? I'm asking you tonight to call on the name of Jesus. Invite him into your heart. Just say, God, Jesus, 
Come into my heart. Make me new. Wipe away all of my sins and all of my errors. Today is the day I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on a cross and resurrecting three days later. In Jesus' name, amen. And if I went too fast for you, make it your own words. God can and will change your life despite what you've done, right? Amen. Amen. And a quick note in 15 seconds, Paul was a Christian murderer, and God used him to write three quarters of the Bible. But anyways, anybody. anybody. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. We're with you every single Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Tell your friends, tell your friends. We'll see you Friday night at 6 o'clock. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.